0: Welcome to season six, episode five of the podcast. And today we are honored to have Scott McNally, who is the producer of Think Big Bodybuilding Media, host, coach, and as he calls himself, bodybuilding nerd. Welcome Scott, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, When Andy said that you were keen to come on, we were really, really um, excited. And I think it was, was it your birthday recently?
1: Yes. Yes. Last, last week was the, uh, was the big day. It was actually like, it it was an awesome week. I I had a client turn pro, so I felt like that was my, my birthday gift. Yeah. But then like everything else went wrong. I got sick. My internet died. (laughs) So it's, I'm trying not to think about that. It's over. (laughs) That's the past now. Yeah, yeah. Take the good (laughs) things Thank you guys for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, Scott, I guess if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, your yeah, your kind of history with bodybuilding, and then we. This
2: is gonna be a change because he used to be the host. Uh, yeah! yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like,
1: the script. <laughs> Well, like I like I said, thank you guys very much for having me today, uh, and I'm excited because I kind of I want to ask you guys some questions yeah. too <laughs> because I gotta know all about bodybuilding where you live i'm sure that there's some things that are different than here i'm sure there's a lot of similarities i mean in order to get in shape you gotta still do cardio you gotta eat right you know you gotta work hard so uh, I'll, I'll be kind of curious to compare and contrast and i want to ask you guys about the gyms i, I have like a hundred questions running through my head right now but i'll i'll hold on to them um, i i'm probably a lot like you guys that i i love fitness i love fitness enough that i i you know i I like talking about it all day long, you know, I, I do podcasts about bodybuilding, um, I started doing that in 2015, and it, it was really just for fun, um, but, and it still is, but it's also been a way for me to continue educating myself, um, you know, as a, 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 someone who got into the sport as a kid, I didn't stick with it. I didn't, uh, you know, I, I would train for six months and see some results and then quit. And, and it wasn't until a little bit later in life, uh, about like a little more than 15 years ago now, that I actually stuck with it and I started seeing results. And it changed my life so much. I learned so many cool things about, you know, about how hard work pays off and about reaching goals, um, that, that it's, it's been something that's been a passion ever since. And along the way, um, I've been able to help other people, be it through my coaching or be it through uh, podcasting and sharing with a lot of people or sharing things online. Um, I've been able to hopefully help people reach their own version of the experience that I had in the sport. So to me, it's a real positive thing. And uh, it's it's about, you know, first me me helping myself but then also me being able to help other people to to do this thing that we love
0: yeah 100 percent. i mean yeah i think a podcast is just such a wonderful platform to to educate and um, i'm just trying to think when did podcasting like become a thing i think like 2015 that must have been kind of mm, early days yeah. for, for podcasting. yeah yeah
1: it seems like everybody has a podcast now doesn't yeah, it it's yeah, like yeah if you're True. a coach, you've got a podcast. If you're yeah. a supplement company, you've got a yeah. podcast. Everybody, yeah. Back then, there yeah. was only a handful of yeah. fitness-related bodybuilding, especially like we do more like the hardcore bodybuilding stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. stuff for competitors, people mm-hmm. who are you know looking to get information about being enhanced. We talk mm-hmm. about cutting water, things that like a lot of the general pop doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. really care mm-hmm. to know about. Yeah. um But yeah, 2015, we were we were one of the few. My friend and I. um we enjoyed listening to all the bodybuilding podcasts that were out. There was mm-hmm. maybe five of them. Yeah. And we started a podcast called bodybuilding nerds radio where mm-hmm. we reviewed the other podcast because what it was is like mm-hmm. VJ and I, we met at the gym <laughs> and uh, we lifted weights. It turned out we kind of like had similar builds, similar strength. So we started, you know, training together a little bit. And then we started doing cardio post-workout. And it turned out that we, we discovered we listened to the same podcasts. <laughs> nice. So we talked about it and we'd be like, oh, did you hear what they said on this show this week? You know? And, yeah. and then we thought like, eventually we're like, well, why don't we do our own podcast and we'll just do what we're doing right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and then it evolved from there. But there were limitations because we didn't have the opportunity to do interviews. Like we had a fixed format on the show mm-hmm. and I wanted to start digging deeper. And I'm sure like you guys, if you guys are hardcore into fitness, then you can probably relate that doing something just a little fuss so i i went deeper you know and Mm -hmm. i i had the opportunity then to start you know interviewing coaches that i wouldn't have Mm -hmm. gotten a chance to talk to otherwise and i got to kind of pick their brains and learn from them and since then i've been able to develop a lot of really cool relationships with people um through podcasting in fact I think uh, you guys had my significant other on Victoria Felcar. It was probably yeah. about a year ago now. Uh, I met wow, Victoria geez. through podcasting, so <laughs> when she was a guest on my show initially, like a friend of a friend thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I owe a lot to it. But yeah, that's 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 kind of like where we came from. So, it's cool to see the way it's growing. Um, I'm not sure the future of podcasting. I mean, I think about I, I went to school for photography and. At the point in history when the handheld camera came out, uh, the purists said, Oh, well, photography's dead now. <laughs> yeah. Everybody could hold it, Every, anybody could take a picture at yeah. that point, you know? Uh, but it, it pushed the medium so much further. And I think that's the way podcasting is. Cause it, it used to be tricky to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Now it's like we've got Zoom. You can just hit a button and we are doing a podcast, yeah. you know? Yeah,
0: no. It, I mean, it especially during COVID because we used to try and do it in person like uh, Andy would come and we'd, we'd do it and the quality was a bit better but yeah but now we would never have been able to interview you or, or Victoria and you know so for us it really it really opened that up and uh, yeah like you say everyone does have a podcast now and I mean, yeah, that's good and bad, I guess. But it's always, I think, great to have been there from the beginning. So you are like a trusted, you know, source that people go to. Um, yeah. So how how does Think Big Bodybuilding Media work?
1: Um, I got a I got a quick question for yeah. you too because I'm fascinated. Go for it. <laughs> what if I hear a creature? In the background, <laughs> whose whose house is that? Which one of you oh, guys is that coming from? Us. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> we we have these uh, we have a pond out there. Um, so yeah, being on the equator, it's dark <laughs> at the same time, light at the same time. So it's generally dark by seven. So we've got okay. tree tree frogs in in that in the pond there.
2: They're tree frogs. Yeah, yeah
0: they're they're cute. That's they're amazing. little little cute guys like that. And yeah, every time we record in the evening, um,
3: uh, yeah, they come. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone I asks love what that. they are.
0: I'm more likely to hear hyenas <laughs> yeah people. do you guys see
2: hyenas hyenas out there yeah actually on my story on my uh, my evening walks, I see hyenas every night yeah you're okay. a mammy, a dog, so we go get the steps in um yeah if you've got some good videos the hyenas are getting a bit moment. My, my dog's actually slightly bigger than a hyena so okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, but <laughs> yeah. We, get leop- we get leopards as well, well not we leopards yeah, we had a dog killed by a leopard one night. Ah, oh. they uh, love eating dog leopards, but we won't we won't face off during daylight. Sneaky.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
2: Tell me we get the dogs
1: in. That sounds like here in the southwest we have coyotes. Yeah. And I I lived out there for a few years, and I was told that you know, i had a rottweiler and i was thinking like well they can't hurt my rottweiler and they said no they're tricky because they'll all gang up oh yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know yeah. uh, pack of them so oh, it geez. is interesting it is interesting you guys we don't really have to face that here in detroit where i live uh, <laughs> we have to worry about each other i guess you know <laughs> but, but we don't have the <laughs> uh, people yeah, yeah, yeah i think i'd that.
0: rather animals to yeah. be honest like yeah um but, yeah, yeah, yeah Andy but the, but is taking... Andy is the one
3: taking the... The tree oh, no, frogs we, are we, we, did, yeah. we
0: did have a lion.
3: <laughs> yeah, it we...
0: escaped... You get a yeah, lion. You are a lion It escaped from the national park, which is quite close to us. So Nairobi is quite unique. It has a national park right in the middle of the city.
4: And we are... Uh... And <laughs> the
0: fence is not brilliant. So a lion escaped and ate our neighbor's dog. Um, oh, my gosh. A <laughs> and, lion. Yeah. And a lion. our, our dog went... Berserk that night, and I walk early in the morning round the garden. She was going crazy, so I was literally walking right Us, by this yeah. lion. And,
3: Holy! And God.
2: The lion was chilling. Oh,
0: talking about so, like, I used to live right near where I'm
2: here in the office now, <laughs> uh, but in the giraffe sanctuary next sort of next door. And lions used to come in a lot, but the neighbours of the chased off the lion, and we got we had it on sort of security video footage. Oh, That's
3: impressive. The lion. Oh.
2: So yeah, chase a rock a chasing lion. It's cubs. And cubs. yeah, cubs. two cubs up. He's in up a tree.
3: Wow!
1: Wow! Yeah, yeah, that just blows my mind. It is such a different world than I live in. That's, that's exciting to me. I know for you yeah. guys, this is like everyday stuff. Oh, tree frogs, lions, yeah. you know, it's like
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just, just have to wake up and look, uh, check your WhatsApp first for any, you know, alerts and just be sure you're, you're good to walk around. Oh,
1: okay. So you may get an alert that says like, there's a lining in your, in your neighborhood right now
3: yeah like if the neighbor sees it or someone suspects something like the yeah. road
0: has a whatsapp wow. group so yeah we okay so it's,
3: like, communication.
0: yeah like it's either wildlife or the other day yesterday yeah. students were rioting because they just yeah. decided to close a university without telling them and to evacuate yeah. the premises by six so the students were we're rioting, so yeah, it's uh, wow. it's, it's never a dull day here for yeah. sure. <laughs> and, I
1: guess not. I, I'm sorry to have taken us no, off. No, 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 way. no, no. <laughs> you know, think big, uh, bodybuilding media. It's, it's, um, it, we're a network of people, and that's what I've always tried to do is, um, bring. Like before that, I had a network previous to that, uh, and and we're we're a bunch of different people that love fitness. Uh, that, um, you know, basically, I just help other people to podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I record all the shows. I try to, I try to, you know, I try to take a backseat on a lot of our programming to give other people that I think are, you know, have something interesting to say to kind of give them a spotlight yeah. and ask them the questions um, and, you know, put the attention on them. And that way I can, I can, like I said, I, I learn stuff all the time, you know, so we have, Right now, I think we have about five different programs that release on Think Big and they don't all come out every week, but we do have our mainstays. There's a couple programs that come out every week um, and then we have some that come out every other week and then we'll do like special interview events and, and stuff like that. So I used to have Bodybuilding Nerds Radio and then this and then another thing. And I'm just trying to consolidate it all down now mm-hmm. into just Think Big Bodybuilding. So mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so it's about me and a bunch away of because uh, you had what's it advice is radio, and that just then became think big. Yes. Are you moving away from sort of straight podcasting more to sort of a YouTube format? Um
1: I you know what, here's the deal is you know, like, when we did start out, uh, I didn't see the I didn't see the benefit of doing video. Plus I liked the audio. Like I, I started get like I got into the magic of radio. The 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 amount of um i guess there's imagination that goes into being a listener of a podcast Mm -hmm. um and i still respect and i love that but i also saw that there were limitations to it that there was an entire new audience on youtube so we went to youtube and uh i started finding the people were like oh my gosh i never heard of you guys you guys are brand new uh, and they didn't realize we had been podcasting for years so um, it had been kind of in one way it was humbling because you know you get used to having a following and then you you know you you get used to um, you know them understanding where you're coming from because it's an ongoing dialogue if somebody listens to you talk in a podcast for an hour every week or whatever you get used to that and it kind of was like a starting over which was a little bit scary too Mm. Um, but I think it, it pays off because, like I said, YouTube is such a different platform, and it's allowed me to be creative in new ways. So we can like add in little bits and clips and show video, demonstrate training things that we couldn't have done with just audio. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. No. For yeah. Sure.
2: No, I, you know, it's quite funny as like the podcast is way more popular than the YouTube. No, I don't think anyone watches the YouTube. Y- yeah.
0: We are back. We had a slight interlude there with Kenyan Power. The generator is on. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I,
3: I feel like we say that every episode now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's oh, to yeah, me,
2: but I'm not worth paying into Scott about KPLC and then Monopoly. They're terrible.
3: Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, anyway. Well,
2: yeah, I think we were talking about when you guys were cut off just talk about. How in Kenya it's still very much more podcast versus YouTube, Mm. especially for our own show. Uh, it could be something to do with traffic. Most of our listeners, although we do have global listeners, not too many. I'm sure it's just my mum. yeah, (laughs) yeah, we have have a few, um, a few friends of friends in different countries. But yeah, most of the people listening in Kenya, I'm sure, it's sitting in traffic, car. Car podcast playing. Yeah. You, you spend most of your life in traffic in Nairobi. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like
0: that. We're really selling yeah. it to you, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I don't live
2: in Nairobi now. That's why I moved moved out
0: outside Nairobi.
3: But yeah. But, but...
0: Um, no, but no. Yeah, Kenya's
2: beautiful, but traffic is one thing I don't miss about central Nairobi. But it does give an opportunity for people to listen to podcasts.
3: Yeah, shoot sure. We need
2: you, you get a good listen.
3: Yeah, that's cool. Cause, uh, the audio does way more amazing than, uh, uh, YouTube. If when, when I, when we compare the stats, it's, it's like close. miles apart. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I found it interesting. The, um, the, like, cause our, so when I had advice as radio, I was in a partnership and, um, I did not have, we had a, a YouTube page as well. And I was putting all this work and we started doing video and then the guy who would upload the video, I had no control over that. And I started researching YouTube, and in order to get ours to grow, because I had, like, our, when we first had YouTube, I was like, okay, we got great guests, we're gonna just nail this. Yeah. Literally, the first week I launched the YouTube, I had Brandon Curry on one week from the Olympia before he went. okay? I got like 300 views.
2: No. <laughs> what? Yeah. so, yeah. we I- when he had just bought the 212,
3: Mister Olympia 212, and I don't know how much should I get? I think that many. <laughs> yeah, the the mo- most guys would uh, give feedback whether you know the like you say the diehard bodybuilding and a lot of our I guess our what do you call it like the guys who listen audience. to our podcast, our audience. It, it's very. It's your normal day-to-day, so the, yeah. yeah, the Kamal one, every, I think every bodybuilder in Canada that I talk to has listened to it, but, that's cool, yeah, the other guys yeah. are like, you know, ah, we'll just wait for you one, to-. I was
2: excited about, I was yeah. excited, I know, <laughs> most guys, yeah, but, um, you know, it's, um, but, actually, the one who's got our biggest viewership was the Kenyan Sprinter, Walter, yeah, yeah,
3: oh, yeah, 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 like we got the
2: guy. Yeah, you, you know, he's a that did amazing top Kenyan hundred meter athlete, and he's got like you know, obviously he's got a big fan base. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, when did you see your YouTube start growing?
1: I had well, so I started researching, and by researching, I mean. I started watching YouTube videos about making YouTube videos successfully (laughs) and and, and from there I started seeing like okay I gotta change things and I need to start making like how do I make my thumbnails marketable Mm. how do I make my intros you know catchy Mm. how do I make my title enticing at the same time do all those things while not not compromise, you know, with my morals yeah. and not yeah. just be clickbait.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and it's been a balance, you know, to, mm-hmm. to find that. Um, and, and then from there, it started to grow. But it, mm-hmm. I, I realized it was a different game. Uh, and the reason that I actually started Think Big is because the, I didn't have any control over Advices radios, YouTube. Mm-hmm. I couldn't upload videos there. I couldn't, I couldn't control that. So I'd give them the video. They put it out. They didn't. Yeah. There was, you know, I couldn't work it. Like yeah. YouTube was something I realized, like you have to work it and then see your results, really? and then see what works, and then lean into that. It's a lot like the way you could look at dieting, you know. Yeah. You don't necessarily know how you're going to get somebody in shape when you meet them. Yeah. Uh, but as you start, as you guys get behind the wheel and you start driving, then it starts making sense, like, when to change lanes. Mm-hmm. And as you get more experienced, you can drive a little bit faster. And you know, and and, and then you, before you know it, you know, you get some momentum behind you
4: yeah excuse yeah. me so i'm no yeah.
1: expert by any means on youtube there's people who are like way more successful than me and i'm okay with that you know but yeah. uh but we're doing all right We you know we have a decent little following and and honestly i don't it's know if really i really want to go like being mainstream you know yeah
2: yeah i think bodybuilding meant to be it's like it's like it's being a little click mm-hmm. yeah it's sort of yeah. bodybuilding side <laughs> of things sure. you know yeah yeah like like
1: you know uh when we disconnected for a minute andy was saying Mm -hmm. that he was talking about the training that he and leon do that you guys are very intense you guys are very intense and that's not a style of training that everybody's gonna plug into so (laughs) you know it's like not all the audience on YouTube is gonna appreciate that but I don't care I want to talk about it
0: yeah
1: and and I'm happy to have the people on that want to listen to that stuff
0: yeah but it was literally this morning as we were doing our steps we were talking about YouTube and how how it's evolved and like to be yeah to be in that game your editing skills have to be you know like you said you've got to watch youtube videos how to edit how to do all that and it's that's that's a full-time job that kind of thing yeah it's
3: it's it's just evolved like now Mm. you see videos and you know like like the pro it looks like it's been done with high-end production they're
0: like movies
3: and you know because you watch everyone's podcast you know like like what editor are you using what you know the intros it's not it's not just record a video drop it and hope for hope guys watch it. it it's not that anymore it's it's real really very well done and well, well like produced you said content. you need
0: your thumbnail you yeah. need your catchy <laughs> intro but I, I like what you said like because click nothing bothers me more than oh, clickbait, clickbait. Oh. <laughs> <It's>, yeah like, <laughs> so it is it is a balance though yeah. and i mean yeah i guess if you want to grow at something you just got to get good at it and keep you know keep practicing it and um you know the same with a podcast and i i like like think big bodybuilding media having someone like you like having something like that here would be amazing i mean we record in our kitchen but you know uh i think there is one studio um that you can record here but we've considered that would be awesome
3: yeah we've considered doing we'll we're taking steps because even uh we just started recording videos this year because they we we just have to keep up with the competition i guess but (laughs) Mm. after seeing your background no, sorry, I was saying after seeing Scott's background, now we're, it's the next step.
1: <laughs> yeah, we see. You guys can do it. You yeah. can do it. That's the great yeah. thing about podcasts are you guys could be creative, make something that's your own and, and set it up right in your home. You know, you don't yeah. need it to be yeah. anything fancy. You guys are already, not to mention too, you guys are already a step ahead because you're already doing it. You know, it's yeah. like, I think that's the hardest thing is just getting started and then you can continue to improve along the way. You know, a lot of people get caught up in the like, I wanna build a website, but then they never get to it because there was too many ideas that went into it. Yeah. And it just they get overwhelmed. It's the same with the podcast, you know. But now you guys you guys have been rolling for a while for some time now, right? And then you guys could Yeah, so you yeah. guys can keep building off of that, you know, and just you know, a little bit at a time, a little bit better as you go. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. Yeah, I like yeah. yeah, did think as well that white people are consuming media is different, like right? YouTube used to be purely, in, almost purely entertainment yeah. to
4: some,
2: some degree, but now it's a lot more people going there for education, everyone's realised, you can pretty much learn anything from YouTube, yeah. you, know, you can you can rebuild the car watching
4: YouTube. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, you do it quickly, but there's, there's information there. I think people, and same with podcasts, people realise actually the world of media it's more, way more than just entertainment, and I think, yeah, for us especially, we like to try and educate. That's why we get so many guests on, like Victoria, we've had Dr. Dean, you know, we've had uh, Gabriel Fundera on a couple of times, you know, because the education side is, you know, quite important to what we want to do, because Kenya doesn't have a wealth, of, well, Africa as a whole, you know. Our, yeah proper
1: educational you know sources i could see that hey if i can ask you guys another question what are the gyms like there i because i know that in different countries i know that in the u.s we were very blessed that you you can walk into a gym and you'll have like every piece from hammer strength and you know every piece from life fitness uh but I, I'd have to imagine that it's not like that in every place in Africa. What what are yeah. the what are experiences like yeah. when you guys? We
2: all used to train at the same gym called Fit It's now closed yeah. because yeah, it's hard to make money in gyms in Kenya. That had the best equipment. Our, um Atlantis.
3: Yeah, they did. They, nice. Yeah, it, mm. it was had
2: all the Atlantis so nice. like you know, chest press which was amazing. But Rome. Uh, most pieces that are in Nairobi because got sold to various pretty clothes. But. The chain gyms are, te- you know, on the takeover now in okay. Kenya. It used to be a lot of, like, going back, like, um, takes on, like, British bodybuilder Eddie Abu. He went to school yeah. in Kenya. And we had him on the podcast talking about how he used to train with concrete weights. Yeah. <laughs> and if oh, you're know, wow. yeah. you might be the same. You started off with concrete
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still have pictures uh, of my first uh, concrete dumbbells. Concrete barbells, and I had a, a wooden bench that my my dad used to use when he trained for football. So that
0: does not sound comfortable. Yeah, wow. it's it, it, it it, yeah. <laughs> I put I think nails
3: in it. Yeah, but it it was interesting because you know cement you don't know definitely don't weigh the same. So you could never do <laughs> odd sets. You could not do one set three. You know, <laughs> so the sets had to be two, four, six because you have to switch the weights and remember which which that wow. yeah so when i think now it's it's just evolved there's more gyms yes smaller not not as equipped like what we see like on instagram where you have i think 10 types of different companies of machines in the gym but we've come a long way from concrete to to weights now
2: <laughs> yeah they <we laughs> yeah, are they so cool. get but really expensive like oh, yeah, um, they are uh, expensive. Me, yeah. me and Leon met at a gym before that Trojan. Yeah, and you know they closed. Leon was working. For they yeah. closed. It's all money. We took memberships. So they closed the following day. Yeah. But you know, going for point. So if anyone sees sees them, I'm still looking for them. Um, but yeah, so. They, they had decent equipment, but
3: it was used to be about, what, like $100 a month? Yeah, about $90 to 100 yeah, you can say. Oh, wow. $90,000 like
2: mm. so it's almost $100.
3: And, that, wow. yeah, and um, that's uh, just the membership, not even, you know, wow. trainer yeah. anything.
0: And that's and still quite yeah, common yeah. to be that price. I mean, I would say there are not any hardcore bodybuilding gyms here. Yeah. They're... Yeah, the more commercial <laughs> ones with more cardio equipment than actual like weight yeah <laughs> good <laughs> okay like weight okay things like that um they are they are getting
4: we're getting there yeah yeah
0: i mean we are getting there but it's especially when covid hit gyms really suffered here um and people yeah, everywhere uh, ev- you know yeah, yeah everywhere um so but there, yeah there's it's we, not. It's not easy to find a like a really good one, like with really good machines. That's for sure. You
2: no, know, we don't. We don't train
0: at commercial gyms anyway, do we? You've Just, got your own gym. Yeah, yeah. We have a container gym. gym. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the the amazing thing about being here is that people make everything. There's a guy here. He, I think he probably has the most hardcore bodybuilding gym. Most, he's called like Hood Gym. Yeah, yeah he's a friend He of makes ours. his <laughs> own equipment. Like. And like yeah amazing
3: yeah i think that's because the, there's he, he has zero like uh cardio equipment it's, it's yeah. you know <laughs> he is all about getting your steps in and yeah. everything but i and think he's got so, an amazing
2: physique as well yeah he, well, like i think natural talent
3: so yeah because maybe five to ten years ago we were still in the classes cardio uh classes sold so mm-hmm gyms that did well had the most cardio machines. Weights, especially for women, wasn't a really big thing until, I don't, maybe even five years, it's still very young, but it's now where a lot of women are training with weights and, you know, like Clear, she puts out a lot of information when it comes to training weights, but five, maybe even 10 years ago, gym the gyms that did well had the most cardio machines. And the most classes, like you could have, ten classes, you know, eight to ten classes in a day. Where morning, it's aerobics, spin class.
2: That's why CrossFit did so well. Yeah, like, uh, doing well in Kenya. With yes. okay. a few CrossFit gyms. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, nice for actually getting people moving the barbell around. that's yeah. like, you know, one thing about when COVID hit, you know, I found an engineer to build equipment. You know, I got a pendulum squat made. Got nice pulling systems, got you know, I got a swift machine actually I bought off the the other clear. Yeah. So, you know, And I got you know bench and I got about what, three hundred three 300, no about near four hundred kgs of plates now, so nice, yeah. Right. I don't mean to go anywhere. I don't mean to see people. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, the, uh, what's the
1: contest scene like there? I know, Andy, you said you're just a few weeks out. I, I'm prepping
2: for UK, though,
1: UKR. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. you're going to travel to the UK to Yeah, get... I go
2: back, to, I, I compete in the UK rather than Kenya. Yeah. I like to leave Kenyan shows for Kenyans. I don't think I'd win either. There's yeah. too much yeah. more talent in Kenya. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's some good
3: bodybuilders there, huh? There's amazing yeah, really good, like natural. Amazing, talent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: Like, if, if you know, if the equipment, if, you know, the education is better, and that's why we're getting better, even better now. Like the education, like training, proper bodybuilding training education, is better. There's some real proper, more talent. That,
3: yeah, you know, that's, cool. Really well. yeah that, that's cool. Yeah, because the the competitions here are very they're they're locally geared. There's no like IFBB qualifiers or NPC or anything like that. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, prize money. Yeah, there's it, It's yeah, prize money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amateur prize <laughs> money, but uh, yeah, I, I guess yeah, you don't get any amateur shows out there with prize money, so it's it's good, but very. It's very locally, you know. It's just localized yeah. to. I'd say. Yeah,
2: it's not Yeah, it's not
0: a stepping stone to anything as well, either. It, so it's, it's it's so hard. Like if you want to make a career out of bodybuilding that's extremely hard here because you need to go overseas to compete um and that's really expensive i mean visas you know all of that so i mean like
2: leon (laughs) completed in
0: 2019 in the uk 2018 in sa andy goes back to the uk so it's just sad that there's nothing here that allows you know, you to qualify for any of the bigger shows, yeah. so the it's... Is like the closest place, I think. Yeah. UAE, yeah. yeah.
2: it's close, I okay. most people, but um, well, did you say Big Rami's doing
3: a show in Egypt? Well, yeah, he just announced today, so it's like uh, the first Olympia qualifier in Africa, so there, there's... Okay, there's going to be a program, yeah.
0: There's, there's huge, be a that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's like a... B- You're going to Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a
3: big deal, but yeah, it, it's... um. 'Cause the the I wish I could share photos with you, but there's really, really amazing physiques like if they stepped on an amateur show anywhere right yeah. now that they, they, would Honestly, nothing. like I I get blown away by
2: Wallace's yeah, you know, public shape, you know? Yeah. There's so, a few guys like that, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, and there's a few guys who've travelled yeah. you know, left mm. Kenya you know, and they're living abroad where Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a little bit more enhancement and stuff, and their physiques are pretty amazing. You know, it's like, I think with a bit of refi- refinement they will be well.
3: Yeah. Huh. So yeah, as a as a career, but building career, Kenya is not really the place. But.
0: <laughs> but again, it's but growing because it's, it's, it's sort of the hub, at least for East Africa. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, from Tanzania yeah. to Uganda, they have. It is. Like Kenya is recognised for that at least, which is great. Yeah, like um, they
3: love our shows. When when Kenyans do shows, the TZ and U, Uganda guys really come. come it's and
0: it's talk. just that there's a lot of corruption within the bodybuilding federation.
3: All federation, okay. all sports. It's federation Yeah. Um. So
0: that's the federation that's
2: part of the IFBB. It does the sort of the elite pro direction, um, so there's no federation running, federated shows, so it's just bodybuilders running bodybuilding shows. Yeah, like, it's, you
3: know, it's all passion and, uh, and love. It's just for a passion show. thing, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> a whole different ballgame.
2: <laughs> the, the thing is, there's a lack of certain things here for shows. Simple things like tanning, oh, okay. you
1: know,
2: posing trunks, you know. We just we were talking about this the other day. You know, just simple things like posing suits for women. Yeah, you know, they're not something you can get easily in Kenya. You can either get them abroad, or you know, there's like Matumba, which is like second-hand clothes that get sent from abroad and get sold here. You know, like when we do collections, say, oh, these clothes go to Africa. <laughs> People think they're going to someone in a village somewhere, but actually, we go to big markets and they're sold off. Oh, that right. money goes okay, back i had
1: no idea that's where it went <laughs> no and then no it does yeah you know?
2: mm. so that's basically how that works yeah you know? so sometimes posing trunks and things turn up in the tumbler wow or like a posing costume yeah you know? so i think it's a little thing like that because it's all added costs, cost yeah you know? i don't know i've never really worked out what do you it's like people have to, have, you know, they get some local tanning stuff. Yeah. The, and, you know, what do you guys do for tanning most
3: of the time? There's, a, there's a supplement company. There's a guy who who brings in um, the it's like brown, golden tan. So at least he. It's he,
0: very shimmery. It is so uh, at okay. least. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> so. Is it something that you just
1: put on once, like once you wash it off, it's gone?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah,
3: it's, yeah. It's, uh, it, uh, like a dream tan. We have a yeah. company that
1: we're not. Like, dream. Are you familiar with dream Yeah, tan? I think dream it is. Uh, I okay. think it's dream
3: tan actually. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it's like a one coat thing, and you just brighten.
2: It's like some it, of it looks like green on people, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, on, 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 with yeah. like a greeny gold on, especially on black skin, you it's greeny gold. You know, like, you know. Where yeah, such a statue that's a... left in the garden.
1: Tan is one of those things. Like I, I, I've gotten more picky with it because I see that, you know, the the main three that we have here in the U.S. that we use, like Liquid Sunrays, is probably yeah. the most popular now. Yeah, and yeah, then there's yeah. Jantana and Pro Tana. Tan. Yeah. and I found like I worked with a a girl this past week who, and and I get this too. She's very she had, she's in bikini. She's very very lean, very mm-hmm. detailed and once you put two coats of that tan on you lose you know the the definition
3: yeah
1: uh you know it's hard to see i think dream tan can be the worst for that you know because you're kind of shiny and everything the shadow areas kind of are they have glitter in it kind of and it's bright so there's no more detail you're Mm -hmm. just kind of like
3: you're glowing Uh, yeah (laughs) so true Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah so small things like that there's just no standardization at all I see. Wow. But Yeah. But it, it's honestly speaking, it's it's, uh, it's 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 getting there. Where it,
0: it really is growing, and there's so much a passion for it. Yeah, and, that's um, the foundation right it, there. It it, it really know? is, and like the guys are saying, there's just so much talent. Like if these guys trained properly and ate. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, more optimally, you're like, wow, just. Wow. Or I've, if there was more opportunity for sponsors um, or something like that, that would be great. Yeah, I'm sure. Um,
3: yeah, because yeah. the sponsors, I'm sure, would come. It's just like Andy said, it's a federation, a corrupt mm-hmm. federation. No, I guess, you know, the sponsors just, you know, no one wants to fund any corrupt institution anyway. So. Yeah,
2: especially like small, <laughs> like because the shows are small, Yeah, you can't get international sponsors for small shows. Who's a big affiliated ifbb show with the federation even if it was like a going to pro elite qualifier type thing you get international sponsors but it doesn't work like that because they're so we've messed we've made a mess of it
1: yeah huh Yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense i i think that uh what what you guys are talking about though though if there are people that love it and they continue to do it, you know, that it, it will continue to grow just like, just like with podcasting, you know, we are yeah. just talking about mm. the, you know, we talked about how when we first started, when it first started, it was kind of difficult to do and there weren't a lot of options. And mm. now everybody's got these professional intros. It looks like they're all in studios. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's cool though. I think that you, cause you don't, here's my thought is you don't need like the best gym in the world to get a workout out in, you know, mm. I, I would love to get a chance to train at, what was the name of that place? Uh, yeah, Woodjum. Woodjum. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you'd, yes.
3: you'd, you'd love it.
0: Yeah. yeah. We'll, I we'll send you a picture out. on IG. Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's, it's awesome. Please do. Yeah. It, please please do. do. Yeah. It's, no, awesome. no, no, my shed, my shed. Well, your Thomas shed. Is. Yeah. You can go to Andy's <laughs> shed. Yeah, actually, yeah. If the KG come in, I'm forever sure
3: <laughs> Yeah, cause I, it's amazing. I, yeah, cause it's, it's like I was talking to Clea, you know, like, uh, I enjoy as much as it's not everyone's cup of tea, like I enjoy that feeling where I'm training in a dungeon, I'm alone, I'm, I can grunt and scream, yes, I yes. feel like, uh, you know, like there's that, um, you're, you're just pushing yourself alone and that's why I'm, I'm easy training at home with clear, and I, I enjoy and Guys are like, yeah. oh, you don't miss socializing with guys in the gym? And I'm like, no. I, 100%. I, I like my dungeon <laughs> yeah. kind of vibe. So it's not yeah, for like everyone, that but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. yeah, it just makes me feel more hardcore. Even even if I'm not, it just it gives me that feeling like I'm a hardcore the thing is, bodybuilder. It's just
2: true, though. <laughs> like the core foundation of training, you don't need fancy equipment. Right. The reality yeah. is you move some heavy weight, you pick it up, you pull it down. That is pretty much a foundation and you add a little
1: bit to it each time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Look at uh look at what Chris Bumstead did this past year. Yeah. You know, yeah. him and Ian were training in a in their, in their basement, room. you know, for a lot of that. So I mean and he improved his back. It was incredible yeah. the progress that he made, you know. I think a lot of us have had to learn that, you know, with the gyms here in the US all, all mm-hmm. the gyms had closed down extensively mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. pandemic and you know, I, I built a gym at home.
4: Nice.
1: I had three memberships before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, just because I, I you know, I, I could afford it and I could write it off as yeah. a business expense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then I could uh, you know, go to this gym because they have the best leg equipment <laughs> and then I go over here yeah. because my buddy owns that gym and I wanna support him and yeah. you know, do another workout over there and just kinda go to different places for different reasons. Yeah. But now I just, I've set up the, my basement uh, where my studio is as well. And I just, I, I was able to find some really good equipment and pick the pieces out I want. And now I don't ever wanna, I don't <laughs> ever wanna go yeah.
2: back. Yeah, no. yeah, you're, I, I think you go to commercial gyms now. they rarely, you guys don't, cause when I go to room for meetings and stuff, I'll go to say, like Smart Fitness. And then people wanna talk to you or they're, they're on their phone, in, doing nothing on a bit of equipment, I'm like dizzy, you're going know, to hurry up, okay. um, Or, you know, everything feels light as well for some <laughs> in commercial gym. Like, when I'm in, uh, in my shed, especially like the pulley system i built, like, because it mobs up against the beam, it's like doubling the weight as you pull, you're going lap pull down. But like, you go to, you go to commercial gym, it's like, well, everything's so slicker and easier. you yeah. don't yeah. quite have the same feeling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, but that, yeah, that combination of like studio and home gym, that is the goal. Yeah. That sounds like yeah. the ultimate goal. Um, so, how many people do you coach, Scott? Is that a big part of you your know, business?
1: It's, yeah, I would say um, that it's, if I had to estimate my revenue, I would say that 75% of the money I make is from coaching. Okay. The rest of that, mm-hmm. you know, I make from podcasting. I try to not rely on the podcasting money. I want to mm-hmm. retire one day. So oh, I, yeah. you know, I just try to save, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't track how many people I'm currently working with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm busy, you know, I stay busy.
4: Yeah.
1: I would say that only maybe 15% of them are competitors though. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them mm-hmm. are lifestyle people. Mm-hmm. Some of those lifestyle people end up turning into competitors yeah. after yeah. they've been with me for a while, which is cool to see. Yeah. Um, and then uh, but yeah, you know, for the most part though, I'd, I'd say most of my day is is revolved around working with with my clients. Mm-hmm. So I, I stay busy. you know I do I do check-ins through emails, but then uh, in just the last couple of years, I started using WhatsApp so that people could ask me questions quickly. Yeah. And I used to stay away from that because mm-hmm. I wanted to just keep everything streamlined, yeah. keep it all in the same place. That way, I wouldn't get confused, forget anything. But mm-hmm. my my system's working out pretty good with WhatsApp, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's allowed me to kind of build. I used to keep more of a distance from my clients, mm-hmm. just give them the information they needed, and now I kind of see them as they're kind of like my friends. A lot yeah. of them are, yeah. and you know, you get to know them, you get to know their motivations, yeah. and then that helps me figure out how to motivate them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so it's it, but it is. It's a big it's a big part of my day. It's uh, it's yeah. probably. It's the most uh, mentally time-consuming, but it's think, also probably yeah. the most rewarding
2: yeah. too. Yeah,
0: it
2: also gives you fuel for your podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go hand in
0: hand. It's, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They really do.
1: They really do.
0: It does help. I mean, we we went completely online this year as well. Again, COVID was a great opportunity for us because I guess we're lucky enough that this business can go online and. Um, again here that's not such a big thing yet but as with everything mm-hmm. like we've discussed if you're there from the beginning that really really helps um so the, i mean fitness is and the whole industry here is still new so as is online coaching but it is it is growing a lot so i mean we we really enjoy the online yeah. um coaching and yeah we find the podcast just ties in so nicely you know, with everything. Um.
2: I like to I like to use a podcast to answer questions. So <laughs> I'll say to a client, if you've got a question, say, I'll answer it and answer it, but go back and listen to one of the episodes of the podcast where yeah. we have to get mm. talking all about it. Listen <laughs> um, yeah. up. like you know, so my you know, trade coaching isn't my day job, but I've been doing it for twenty years. Okay. So um, like I work in security like when I was in the Marines, I coached, then police, I coached, and I came out here, you know, dealing with pirates and everything <laughs> else, you know, running around with a rifle, but, um, so that pays, a, that pays a day bill, but it's a passion for me, like coaching, I love it, it's like I actually, that's why I wrote on my WhatsApp as well, So I actually encourage clients not to be scared to ask questions, you know, I like to answer questions, because I like to you know i enjoy that part of it so yeah so um so i was doing online coaching or it was pretty big cause, you know, i was coaching guys in the uk and all over the place like friends and you know friends of friends and then you know i think that's another thing you know, pandemic helped people to sort of try different things instead of having a trainer in the gym especially in kenya where there's a lot of guys coaching in gyms or trainers, you know, personal training in gyms, who don't yeah. actually have qualifications, you know, to be working in a commercial gym setting. And I think that then opened... Yeah, you know, it's one of the reasons we started the podcast. That, yeah. It's like, there's a lot of guys giving false information in gyms, just having people sort of doing cardio and doing burpees and, <laughs> you know, doing all this stuff. And, you know, and I think... When COVID happened, it start consuming social media differently. Seeing actually like, you know, people like Clear Leon, myself putting education out here and were more interested in coaching. I just took on a lot more clients in the last year because because you know, now I'm a bit more senior in a day job, you know, I a company, I've got a lot more time on my hands. Yeah. I've less time, but we've got way more time now. Which is
0: great. That's yeah. cool. So I mean, it, like you said, it would it would just be so cool. I I love what you're you're doing, and like you say, you're you know helping others with their podcasts and everything. And um, yeah, that must be really satisfying as well doing that.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Like I said, I just uh, you know I just try to give other people an opportunity to share their ideas, mm-hmm. and then I learn, and <sighs> and then that helps me because I you know we don't we don't know everything you know we don't have all the answers and sometimes uh you know i I, i'd say like if i could say one thing that i this is okay i'm going to tell you guys a story one thing that i learned through the podcasts um so for me i noticed that every time i got on stage my legs would be downsized i noticed my quads would be smaller than i wanted them to be and they were smaller than, than like maybe like six weeks out even. So six weeks out, they're looking good. By the time I get on stage, they're small. And I thought, I thought you know, I'm, I'm burning them out. I'm losing muscle. And then I learned, though, um, through one of the guys I podcast with, Skip Hill, he said, you know, I don't think you're losing muscle. They're just getting depleted. Mm-hmm. And, and that turned out to be the case. And I experimented, and and it, it was through a process of a lot of things. I it changed the way I diet. People now mm-hmm. because I realized that yeah, you know, I mean, you're you, as you guys know, you know, when you get depleted, that muscle it does shrink down, yeah. but it doesn't mean that that muscle's gone, you know. And um, I found that if I could get myself ready early, mm-hmm. get myself ready early, like a month out from the show, yeah. that I could back off the cardio, you know, eat more food, that I could stay lean, if not get even leaner than I would have been, uh, probably look better, be more rap you know, uh, have more of like a, a pop to my physique, yeah. and that I could regain anything that I lost in my legs from having to push cardio uh, while on low calories. Um, and that's something that I've learn to apply to others, you know, and it's not just with legs, but just in general. Mm -hmm. So I would say that like a shift I made from learning that was a couple of years ago, I started to recognize that if, if, if I were to get ready for a show in say July, but I also wanted to do a show in September that I, I continued, like, if I was ready in July, then yeah. I could continue eating up, and then I would get leaner, and I'd look even better in September. Yeah. So yeah. then I started thinking, like, okay, so why not just do this with everyone? You know, push them harder earlier, because I used to, I feel like I used to try to only push somebody as hard as they needed to be pushed so that we could yeah. land the plane right at the show. Yeah, But yeah. if I land that plane four weeks early then you, you have a lot of time. And that way, too, if there was something that came up, you know, God forbid they get sick or yeah. there was a car accident or, you know, they go through a breakup and go off the rails for a week or mm-hmm. whatever. You you can still, you know, have that time. But, yeah, I, I nowadays I try to get people ready about a month out. Mm-hmm. And then we have a nice cushion where they're eating more, they're looking better, they're feeling more rested, you know, they're less stressed, so they aren't holding as much water naturally. You mm-hmm. know, it's... Uh, all those things have been a game changer for me, and it's because I, you know, I learned something about myself from one of the people that I podcast with on the show. Yeah,
2: well, nice. this, is, this is good. This touches on something that's happening with me because we tried this coming in really early. I've been on like a twenty week prep, is, for like eight okay. weeks. Okay. But I, and it's something you were talking about or It's just bodybuilding. Not last show, show before. I found that I've got a, like a fast blood glucose issue. Just generally, naturally. Oh. Dr. Dean discovered it. We were going through my bloods. I then did that sort of genetic test. I got this predisposition to be diabetic. So, for me, I've had to take the carbs really low to see changes. Like, you know, we've been on 90 grams of carbs, two hours of cardio, 20,000 steps to get bike going. And, like, this morning I woke up and my body had just had enough. Like, weight was up. I was you know, gone from having serrations in my quads to being soft and watery-looking. Okay. So today I've had to bang the carbs back in because, you know, I'm so depleted for so long. But still, I'm not sure how my body's going to now handle those carbs because my body likes to try and store carbs as fat. So I've taken berberine and, you know, other stuff, you know, just berberine really, but, you know, and keeping active. But it's like... How's that going? I'll see tomorrow morning. Like today I was quite tight in the middle part of the day, like my chest and stuff. We'll see tomorrow morning, you know, if it has gone into where it's meant to go into, or it's like a bit fat, you know?
1: Well, it'll be a great experiment too. It's three weeks yeah. out now. You'll get to see. that yeah. You know, whenever I carve people up, um, I'm always using that as a, uh, uh, I'm using that as a tool to see, you know, how will this work for the carb up for the show, yeah. you know? And each time I carve them up, then I say, "Hey, you know, maybe we want a little bit less next time. You know, maybe yeah. Andy spilled a little bit. You know, and then we back it off next time, and, and then until we figure out what we need, and then there's no guessing. That's the other thing, man. It's nice to not guess oh, going yeah. in, you know." Yeah. yeah, I think I think you know
2: when like someone like me where you know, Bobby just wants to store glucose as fat. Yeah. Is being careful in the off season not to get like, yeah, you know, we really pushed this last off season. I gained plenty of muscle, but you know, even 40 yeah well, 41 now, it you know, did quite well, especially in the back. But with that, there was a, a slight increase in body fat, and it took a while to get that, that off to get to a leanness where ideally that's where you want to start prep for. You know, I start prep, you know, two out of shape, and, you know, people's normal, you know, general pop public seeing me, would think I was lean at the beginning, but, you know, for a, you know, prep, I would rather have be been a little leaner, coming a little earlier. So, but, so now, the off-season coming up, now I know, it's like, like let's not push a card too much. Yeah. You know, let's try to manage your instant sensitivity as much as possible, have more probably, you know, cuts, like mini cuts, where we just drop, maybe for a week, drop the carbs right down. Bring it back up. Do it that way, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah. That's like on that podcast I was saying uh, 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 Dave Kallick, uh a coach that we have on the shows often, often. Uh, he's his his client, uh, Dorian Haywood, doesn't tolerate a ton of carbs, so they end up using a good deal of fats in his off season. So they have yeah. a you know maybe four hundred carbs, but we're talking about a guy who's like a three hundred pound yeah. bodybuilder, yeah, exactly. you know. So it's not like a crazy amount of carbs for him, but then they they boost those healthy fats up to get enough calories in, and and then he isn't dealing with like so many carbs that it's blunting his insulin sensitivity and making it worse, you know. Yeah.
2: And, the, and that's what we start. that's about you know, kind of how We started this year with higher fats, low cut, lower carbs. Okay. But, you know, by that time, you know it's just yeah, you know, just when getting into prep, and you're like, okay, now you're bring it you all down, and it's just yeah, you know, just hard to see reaction. But you know, it's going back to that point that it's nice to sort of test things on yourself. You know, I've realised it's essential, it's actually quite quite key, and trying to see which one people do well with. you know, sometimes that takes a bit of time to to experiment with clients over that's why you've got to say to client hey, you really need to be coached for a period of time just to learn your body and not just expect a 12-week transformation project Where
4: sure
3: yeah. So, yeah so i wanted to ask how how many pros are you coaching at the moment
1: uh right now yeah. just a few i've got uh i've got a i've got a yeah just a few of them um most of the time, I think the people I've worked with that are pro, yeah. uh, they come to me when it's time to diet. And then they a lot of times they handle their own off-season. I I, I, yeah. One guy, the guy I mentioned at the beginning of the show who just turned pro, yeah. he'll be uh, sticking with me through his off-season. Great
4: oh,
1: nice. kid. Uh, Austin Mattered is his name. And believe it or not, this was his first contest season uh we did a state level show oh, nice. and uh he actually took second there uh i don't know what happened to the guy who beat him at north americans because then they went to north americans and he won his pro card there oh, um just incredible base you know the kid's got a lot of potential but he's he's he still doesn't understand uh he doesn't understand training you know uh-huh. He he's He's had a good base from just, like, enjoying lifting weights and doing what, you know, he thinks he needs to do. But, uh, you know, he's, he's somebody that I think could could go far. It's interesting, though. I feel like there are so few pros that actually are successful and do something with it. And a lot of what I've seen is that once somebody gets their pro card, um, they there's a lot more pressure. There's a lot more pressure to beat what they've done before and that, you know, they have a lot more expectations for themselves and then more people have expectations for them. Uh, and I've, I've seen people like stop loving it. You know, it sounds like what you guys are talking about the, 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 the situation there, uh, there's a lot of younger bodybuilders that, um, are just doing it because they freaking have the passion for it, you know, And, and it's fun. It's fun. That's the key. It's fun, <laughs> yeah. and and I think that when we start building up so much expectations for ourselves, it stops being fun. And then it's people like every sport, I've
2: talked out. about because mm-hmm. I, I did really well with my time rugby. Especially you know, rugby was one of those things where I loved it growing up. I can get enough to play rugby from age six, and, and I still play occasionally now. Yeah, and My knees don't like it, but I'll, I'll, I'll roll out. But the spell where I was playing pretty decent level rugby, not just not being fun. You know, you, get, you know, there's a certain expectation, training four times a week, you know, in the gym the other days, and it becomes a bit of a job. And you realize, you know, there was a lot riding, you know. For me, I was never big enough to go pro, but fully pro, I did semi-pro, but, you know, for, I understand like with bodybuilding, especially where there's so many pro cards in the States. Yeah. So, you know, if it becomes a very much a big job to, one, be spotted, you know, you, you try, you, it's, a, it's a job, you wake up every day, and you're like, oh, well, how am I gonna be that much better, you know, than the yeah. next guy? And, and it was easier to fall out of love with something if you're not careful. When you put so much pressure on yourself, there's pressure to turn it into an income. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I think just in general, even for just state level competitors, there's that, that pressure to be better than you were before. And then it starts turning into this job, you know, and I I think that the key for me has always been to plug back into my roots and Mm -hmm. why I love it. And I think that's why I got excited Mm -hmm. when I'm hearing about the gyms that you guys have over there is that that stuff excites me because people are doing that because they freaking love it, you know, because they have a passion for it. And that's what I really love. That's why like I said, I work with a lot of non-competitors that just, they just want to get in shape and they're excited to, and they're excited to learn and learn their bodies, you know, and to me, that's, that's cool. That's really cool.
3: Yeah. And do you think, uh, like say with, uh, cause, uh, I remember doing the competition in the UK and it's just not level playing field, you know, like you reach there and you realize, oh crap, I train, but. Does, does this extra, like enhancements-wise, it, does it seem to make it harder or, I don't know, easier? Like, does it become a job after that? Or do you find with the, like the pros you coach, it, it doesn't really matter. Guys are just, cause I know there's way more information when it comes to like being enhanced in the U.S. where it's just, it's seamless getting into it and continuing to pro level as compared to yeah, the,
2: uh, the availability of actually you know supplementation yeah
3: yeah we have i
2: imagine we
1: have do we have better availability here would you guys guess or things is it yeah. is it harder to get like, a hold guys, of I yeah. get
2: messaged in by guys and i'm like winstroll only cycles and i don't know where you know you can get winstroll from because the guy well, i don't know don't ask me but um <laughs> <the fact laughs> is, it's like you know there's a lot of misinformation on supplementation there's people taking stuff okay, that probably isn't taking the right stuff because they're just some old guy at the gym told them and yeah. where it comes from who knows <laughs> you know like the source of it some underground lab out of I don't know, Kazakhstan probably yeah I don't know so you know. yeah I don't know so, where like, it you know,
4: comes from the
2: UK like, there's loads of them they're pretty decent most of them apparently. yeah
3: like here is still Taboo, like even uh, okay. Well,
0: creatine is still seen as a steroid here. Yeah, really. Yeah, is it legal?
3: It is. It is. It's just people don't understand misconceptions about. Yeah, like uh, I see. Like, say, if if probably like my mom saw me taking it, she'd be like, "What? Like, (laughs) you you started and you've disappointed me. Yes, like you've started. You've (laughs) started this, and you know, there's that. So." yeah when when creating is a big issue you can imagine when someone had had big Remy's using this and they look for it and someone gives them some weird ass oil so i don't know it's yeah. it's, it's 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 just lack of any information here and it it's really taboo like it's 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 not i like even when we try educate guys it's, it's not something guys are open to talking about so I don't I know see. If, if that sort of helps, like uh, athletes in the U.S. where it's safer, so it's not such a big deal.
1: Well, okay. Um, oh, I think we? Oh, we okay. lost you Is for a second, cool? Andy. Yeah. I would be a thought. I think that in in general, the way that performance enhancing drugs are looked at in the U.S. in uh, in probably I could just from what i know of the uk what i'll say of the uk as well if i can speak for them mm. it's it's um it's just part of the game yeah. so mm-hmm. you know you 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 wouldn't uh, do a bodybuilding show without lifting if you're in the npc at least yeah. or like probably one of the big organizations in the uk like is it the the pca i believe is one of the big yeah, ones yeah yeah
2: npc in the uk as well
1: two bros yeah. two bros yeah mm-hmm. like you you wouldn't Go to a bodybuilding competition without uh, having eaten protein, mm. you wouldn't go to a bodybuilding competition without having lifted weights, yeah. and you wouldn't go to a bodybuilding competition without having you know taken supplements. It's just kind of like it's just part of it, I guess. Mm. Uh, I, I, so I think,
2: think the Kenyan Federation, wrongly or rightly, probably to certain degree rightly, it was a tested federation. Oh, okay. Like they they, they put names of people who've been banned. Oh. who are banned because they tested positive for you know performance enhancing drugs um and maybe there was some with some wisdom behind that originally like with the education and you know availability to try and create a level playing field and you know costs involved imagine people buying like you know annaval being really deep old, like who knows you know these sort of things yeah, so I imagine that was half the reasoning behind that, Although you do hear rumours of people in the Federation selling. But, um, you know, we won't go into that too much. But, um, you know, so, yeah, it's a weird situation. It's a very on-level playing field in Kenya in that sense, mm. you know, because of the lack of availability. At least in the UK, if you go into an untested show, you know it's an untested show. And yeah. Even if you go in naturally, you know you're entering against guys who aren't natural. Yeah, like, yes, yeah. You, you have that option. It's a level yeah. playing field because you know the situation. Yeah. Unlike if you go to a natural show and people are secretly using, that's wrong. But if you go to, you know, if you go to a, a bodybuilder show, people are using and it's an untested show. That's just the level playing field. It's up to you. to about your yeah. own decisions.
1: Yeah, and I, I, you know, and at the end of the day, I mean, I. I've had guys that have been very successful that were natural, that competed in the NPC against guys that were using, you know, as much, mm. as much gears they wanted to use. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree though. That's the point is just knowing what you're getting into, but that it, it is still a level playing field. If, if you, yes. if, if you enter a show knowing yeah. that, you know, yeah. you're, you're in agreement, like, okay, you know, we're going to do whatever we want to yeah. do, you know, to get here. Uh, and if I choose not to, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's my choice, yeah. you know, but, but yeah, I, I could see that. I could see coming from a place where nobody's using anything, then going to a place where people are, it's probably, uh, probably probably a, a very eye-opening experience to, you know. well that
0: was before before we came <laughs> on we were just talking how uh, when neon did um, the two bros pro in the uk in 2019 that was the case and the guy was like do you want to go in with the yeah
3: he's uh, like the open yeah because i <laughs> did like... uh, the amateur class and then after he's like, do you feel like filling up a lineup and doing open?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah and I'm
3: like, oh, show show me the open, guys. Let's see. for uh, I'm like, yeah, open classes, it'd be good. I, I wouldn't mind even if I'm lost, you know. But I yeah. saw the size of them and I was <laughs> like... Okay, this is not where. <laughs> this is where you become a meme. That's
0: not creative. Yeah, this this is where you become yeah, a meme. Yeah, so exactly. I, I
3: was like, <laughs> I was like, thanks, but n- next time maybe. Now, <laughs> at least now I know I've I experienced it. And uh, yeah, that was really eye opening. It was yeah, because it's it's and one of the guys was a uh, a friend of a friend. So the whole time we I sat with the UK guys because uh, he's from the UK. So. I was the only Kenyan, so he called me over and just had his hoodie, big pants, the whole time. You know, nice guy. He's telling me when to, you know, have a meal. Then he removed, he's like, are you, are you you? decided to step in with us? I'm like, hell no.
2: <laughs> hell
3: no. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was it was fun though, and um, I enjoyed it's it. Got, uh, it's uh, going to be quite funny
2: when I do the be Arnold, because <laughs> I'm classed as a Kenyan actor. Oh, nice. Because I'm a DPC Worldwide. Although I'm British, I'm British oh. <laughs> you know, because I live here. So they go for Andy Davis, Kenya. Kenya. I think we would be surprised when I step on stage. They're like... I'm like they're like, huh? <laughs> they're yeah. like shades of, like,
3: yeah, blonde. All I'm like, It would be nice, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, but yeah. it is, it is, it is, again, like, it is difficult here for bodybuilding if you do want to be enhanced because not just the lack of education, but if you want to work with, with... Exactly. If you want to work with doctors, they have no idea. Um, I mean, that's... Oh, wow. Yeah, you it's know. not... Even labs. Actually, you can't get bloods. I end up getting my blood...
2: I usually... Because I go to UK a not. I always get my bloods done anyway in the UK. When send am them to Dean to look at. And uh, because... Actually, I try to get them done here. Um, I was quoted $800.
3: It okay. Yes, yeah, it's crazy. Court. I got
2: something done for 25 They sent my my blood off to South Africa, so 25,000 shillings is $250. They sent my bloods off to South Africa. Something happened and they ended up having to refund me. So I wasted a load of weeks and I ended up being back in the UK. i just go in. Yeah. I just do the blood to myself. You know, drain them out of my own. Yeah, (laughs) because
3: I guess even supplements are just a very new thing. so. Yeah, yeah. Telling someone you're doing blood work for sports, they're like, "What? For what? Yeah, yeah. It's
2: yeah, yeah. You go. I want to know my pretest, my SHGB.
3: Yeah, it's so, like why?
2: SHBG. They're like,
3: <laughs> yeah. Do you so want that? Do you it's do? it's really in. It, we're still at infant stages, both I guess training and uh, supplementation and even nutrition. I guess because a lot of guys are just genetically gifted, you, uh, I've helped guys with prep and you see the meals and you're like, that's it? Yeah. And you look like that.
1: Yeah, I understand. I yeah. So many
2: genetically gifted yeah, guys. So...
1: <laughs> that's what, and I feel like it's the genetically gifted that they, uh, in fact, uh, that the guy that I just mentioned, Austin, um, he, he kind of dropped the ball. Uh, in, in a couple of situations, but he was able to skirt through and yeah. still look better St- than yeah. most people but, yeah. No. Yeah. His dad said something to him that really stuck with me. He said, son, don't be a victim of your gift.
4: Mm-hmm. I, wow. love
1: that. I like leaf. that. I like that. Yeah. because if you think about it don't be a victim of your gift you can be a victim of like not knowing you can still get by oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. And, and i think Jeez. in some of the case of the kenyans that they, they, they just don't know yeah. you know so it's not as if they're being lazy about yeah, it yeah yeah wow. but, okay. but yeah, one of
2: those when you're not genetically gifted that's a good one you're always working because you
3: know you've got to work because
2: you're not genetically gifted yeah, but, yeah. And I think what
3: Kenyans
2: it is is that lack of
3: knowledge rather than anything yeah. else. Yeah. But, you know, things like, um, so Ugali's. Oh, Andy's gone. He's <laughs> oh, gone. He's oh gone. Yeah, you're back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you was... Oh, have I got off again. Yeah, yeah, you, you
0: stopped at uh, Ugali. <laughs> okay, so,
2: Ugali's a maize arch that's used a lot in African cooking. Okay. And it it's sort of replaces so your carbs it is literally a big lump of starchy white. It's polenta.
3: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah,
2: polenta, yeah, essentially. And the guys will live on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And with very little protein because obviously meat's expensive in Kenya in comparison, you know, compared to wage or yeah, it'd be beans and ugali. Yeah. It's kind of a staple Kenyan diet. You know, okay but guys you know
3: guys still grow on that you know
2: yeah <laughs> that's, that's what, uh, you know it's like well, uh, how, how much you know Leon. when did you start
3: eating oh man a lot I, I i was i was on uh Gali, beans <laughs> milk and um and bread for a long time <laughs> And then by the time I read in a magazine, one gram per pound of protein, I'm like, what the, yeah, I, I, I just ate. I was told by big guys in the gym, you train, eat the whole house. End of story. That's how I, (laughs) so it's, it's most people I meet. It's just like, yeah, I, I just eat. Like, what do you eat? It's like, whatever's in the house. I train, I eat. And that's a, how a lot of guys hear. Then by the time they get on a nice nutrition program, is it's like, it's like unlocking the matrix. It's like a new level. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I can see that. Yeah. Man, you guys are giving me all sorts of ideas for a Kenyan-based <laughs> podcast now. Like, you guys could come up with like you know the top five. Foods to eat on a budget in right. Kenya. You right. know,
3: right? Like right. Easy,
1: just, Quick. You know, educating people with just simple stuff like that would mm. be gold. You know, for people that, that need to hear it. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, I think yeah That's cool. We had a good episode last week on people starting their fitness journeys and what to eat on a budget. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, big, yeah you know. What do I say? Yeah. But also, you know, one thing is a bit of knowledge for you. Nile perch is the oiliest fish in the world. It's really? what fish you get in abundance in
3: Africa.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's, to, the oiliest? Oiliest, yeah. More okay. than salmon. No I, kidding, no kidding.
1: Huh. Okay. Nile perch. I've never seen one of those. We have perch here. Exactly.
2: So that's very, People oh. are like, oh, I go, you got to eat, they're trying to get a couple of portions of oily fish in a week. Oh, it's really hard to get salmon. I so, say, oh, don't worry about salmon. Go check the bottom of the freezer carpet for <laughs> Nile Perch. It's always there, it's
1: yeah. pretty cheap, so... Are, how, how big are those perch? I know, because we have perch here, a little yeah. lake perch in there, maybe about... Oh yeah, no,
2: yeah, so
0: that's a bit like a European
3: perch. Well, Nile Perch are quite big. Yeah, wow! They're, they're, okay. They're quite big, yeah. They get
2: big. Uh, um, yeah, it depends on the size of the river, but I'm like, yeah. yeah
0: and and they're a menace, cool. so the more you eat, the better. Because they, <laughs> oh, really? they were introduced to Lake Victoria where they're eating all the um, indigenous fish, so... <laughs>
3: we need
1: to
0: eat so we go oh, we win need, win we, need, we, need we need more to to eat, eat more than our perch yeah <laughs> hey,
1: clea what's the uh, the the, um, the female fitness world like there
0: so kind of like leon touched on it's still very much based in yeah cardio aerobics still a lot of yeah misconceptions about weightlifting and things like that Um, oh yeah yeah i i think that is still everywhere and it definitely is getting a lot better here and you know there are a lot of uh, like strong women the crossfit was great getting women into lifting weights um and yeah and and the same the same with the bodybuilding i think it's even harder here for women bodybuilding because it's just like why would you get in a bikini on a stage like
2: Okay. It, okay. it is taking Just, off, though. Although yeah. the crowds that watch bodybuilding shows still are very female body, uh, like female bikinis, and are still very sexualized in the crowd. Okay. Okay. Which, which you is know, it can be yeah. pretty disrespectful. i sat in a couple. Yeah, you know, I don't understand why a woman would compete. Yeah, you know, but there they are. It's it's popular, relatively popular now. Um, it, and I think yeah. we've got the one wellness elite pro. BB Elite Pro, who won a show in South
0: Africa. So yeah, so that side of things, but a lot of uh, a lot of potential there too. But just I think even more so for women, a lack of coaching Mm. or kind of, especially for the bodybuilding, a lack of understanding like what each look is, like what is bikini yeah. what is figure. figure um okay and yeah so that's definitely got whereas the men you can tell like they're the just... i guess it's more established for them women it's still quite new uh, and see. then again the coaching standards like because <laughs> really? yeah. i guess you you coach women as well um like yes yeah. you know for, for comp and it is yeah it, it is different you know you've got to be careful with hormones and everything and you know we've we've done a couple of episodes on that like if if you're a woman here and you want to you know go into bodybuilding like get a really good coach um mm-hmm. because yeah. like there there isn't anyone here who i would trust um you know for that and um yeah and a lot can go very wrong um, sure
2: sure Yeah. I heard, yeah heard I, men's cycles they're meant
1: to be what physique women oh god <laughs> exactly
2: Or yeah. you figure kenyan figure women on like you yeah, know taking things because they heard a guy taking it to the gym so yeah that's sort all of stuff
1: yeah yeah i guess i was kind of interested because it sounds like you kind of touched on it a little bit the i um almost the the social acceptance of it because I, I think you can, you know, here in the U.S., it's like women—you're free to do whatever you want, you know. Mm. And and I didn't know if you guys would have that same reception there, of a woman who decides, hey, I'm gonna lift weights, and then yeah, I'm gonna get on stage and I'm gonna flex, you know, that how how the how people would socially respond to that. And it sounds like some of it's some of it's probably not that great. It sounds like yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's not too bad though. I mean, like Kenya's okay. pretty liberal. I mean, we we okay, do okay. We, it, it is we do have a large um, Muslim population, but you know, they they just they would those women wouldn't compete. Even going to the gym is still quite okay. That's touches. kind of
1: what I was wondering. Yeah, like yeah, that it, kind of stuff. It,
0: it is.
2: We've got a couple of Smiley women clients, and we do it by measurements. I like, don't, you know, we we send weights in, we send measurements in. And they train at a women-only section of the gym. The men have all the good equipment upstairs. And they, get, they get like a slightly <laughs> substandard gym downstairs. But, you know, it like, is yeah. what it is. But, yeah. Do they
1: have to train in that women's section? Or they they just have that available to them? Because they Think about
2: gym they do. Not other gyms they can train anywhere. But, okay. like, you know, where... So there's a certain area of Nairobi where predominantly, say, the Somali population, was Muslims. My population there and they all sort of train in the same gym, okay. Okay, predominantly, yeah,
1: because I've seen that in certain countries where they'll segregate the men from the women.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Kenya's a lot more liberal, it's more within ethnic groups. We in Kenya they sort of do their own thing, but Kenya as a whole is relatively liberal. I think mm-hmm. the issue at the shows is more to do with the spectators who don't really ah, understand what you're building women's bodybuilding especially bikinis a passion. yeah yeah,
3: they, yeah they, I mean, it's you, you true some sort of and oh it's a girl in a bikini let's shout cat call them yeah and i think for yeah. for oh uh, it's also very i don't know if i if it's calling it chauvinistic but it's also like how can a woman have bigger muscles than a you know than a man yeah because, yeah this is
1: thing. how can she be stronger than me yeah you know cause, cause mm-hmm. a yeah lot, i guess yeah
3: yeah Yeah, it's challenging yeah it is because a lot of men are it's even lifting weight it's it's not too many people do it even yeah so it's like seeing a lady with a developed back you know quads and Mm -hmm. you're that guy in the crowd and you're like there's that is she a man or like you know there's there's very it's it's ignorance in a way it's not it's not it's not like meant to hurt but they just don't understand. Yeah. It's like, how? Yeah. How is she more mus- muscular than me? And they stronger? Now,
2: the is they don't keep it to themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, thing. It's, it's where <laughs> they, they, they
3: really don't understand. So it's not like they're hiding. It's like is she on like you know, like you can really see the like they don't really understand. The the yeah. guys enjoy it, yes, but you know, mentally afterwards, obviously it's not easy for the lady athletes. Cause you know, there's all this men judging and obviously calling them names, but it, it's, it's just where the men who do not lift and don't understand bodybuilding still don't understand it because they're yeah. most people go to see the big, you know, the big boys, the big men, and then you're seeing bikini girls. You, oh, it's a nice pageant showing between you know and then you see the muscly ladies and you're like how how are they bigger than so yeah
1: it's challenging I, yeah, I think yeah. it's it, muscle time. in general is challenging you know <laughs> it just just you see whether it doesn't matter your sex if you're a man or a woman you'll find oh, yeah. i've had people that just they they can't handle it you know yeah. like i've been in contest shape and you'll get some guys that will immediately scoff yeah. you know they'll be like oh you know well I could look like that, too, if I took all those drugs you do. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, or who would want to look like that? Yeah. Or I'd rather, you know, hang out with my buddies and drink beer, you know, than look Dude. like that. You know, it's just people that they want to, they're challenged by you. When you mm-hmm. see, when they see muscle, they see somebody who's in better shape than them.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and, then, and then, yeah, add the fact that it's a woman. It's a, and it's yeah. a woman that's got more muscle, can bench press more than me. I could see it they give you a complex yeah. if, <laughs> if you weren't ready for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, but that, that that's interesting. What you said, like you're like, oh, I could look like you, but then not realizing the um, incredible effort that goes into <laughs> being ready for a competition. That's the sure. problem with bodybuilding,
2: isn't it? It's 360, 365 days a year, twenty-four-seven. So that's beloved. why it appeals to extremists <laughs> on
0: every yeah. level. Yeah, so I mean, Scott, are you going to compete again? What you know, what's what's that? Yeah, Is Gosh, that big you know, part of your I, life? Um, yeah.
1: Last show I did was 2017 and I dieted like from February through November and I did a show in July, uh, September and November, October and November and um, I, you know, I I thought and I learned so much from it. It was, it was, it was really good, like helping me with my coaching. But then, uh, you know, it also took away from my ability to do work, because I was completely brain dead for about eight weeks at the end. But it was cool to travel, I I went and did a show in California and hung out with a friend that lives there. And, um, you know, I I got to have a lot of really cool experiences. And the idea of competing since that year, it hadn't really been on the forefront of my mind. My thought was, you know, initially, like from 2017 to 18, I had some personal stuff go on. And I made some big life changes. And I really focused on business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I stayed in I stayed in shape, I mean, I take like five months to diet down, see my abs. And mm-hmm. then, you know, after that, just kind of focus more on work, etc. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic hit. And I started actually before the pandemic, even, I started focusing on getting stronger. Mm-hmm. And, through the pandemic, I continued to get stronger. And now in my 40s, I can say that I was the strongest I have ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. And nice. I started mm-hmm. eating more with that and just kind of getting momentum behind me. And I was very happy with where I was. And then I got COVID. I got very I sick I'm and it, it, it has yeah. turned into a big thing. That was this February. Um, I ended up losing 40 pounds, wow. uh, which I gained I gained a lot of that back now, but Mm -hmm. I'm still down and I'm having lung issues, so the last six, seven months have just been about trying to get back to normal and get healthy, but my thought had been until then was just keep growing, just Just keep growing, and then from there eventually, maybe one day I'll be ready to pull the trigger again and, and unleash a new physique on the world. Yeah. You know, bigger than ever, better than ever. Yeah. Um, but you know, I got sick, and so life had some other plans for me. So I'm trying to get back to that and get back to the point that I can train the way I love training, kind of like what you guys are talking about. Yeah. You know, the yeah, the, just being there with you, just me in the gym yeah. alone, <laughs> having that time to focus on myself and 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 challenge myself. You know, to be the best I can, I'll, you know, do better than I did the day before. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. So. I'm just trying to find a balance of being able to just work out and enjoy it again right now, uh, you yeah, know? Yeah.
0: And I mean, there's always, yeah, yeah, silver linings from being, I mean, COVID is awful and like you say, you've still got the lung issues but I suppose the only silver lining from that is taking the motivation to come back, um, yeah, and find, find that passion again and then, yeah, build back up from where you were and, Did and you get
2: better. Big, big master's shows in the US though. You get a master's program pro card yeah but yeah like, they've got them UK, you can. UK if, you do, if you win your masters class you don't even go into the overall lineup. <laughs> so okay. the overall winner gets pro card but if you win the masters you've got to enter another class as well to be able to
1: oh, okay you. wow interesting which is, which yeah is we big. have Master masters show here like the yeah. Pittsburgh masters nationals mm-hmm. is a big one
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it, I'll tell you what there's some guys that come out of the woodwork for that uh, the guys who yeah. are they have a thirty-five and over card. They have the forty and over, uh, and and those guys are they're Those those guys are also in the open, you know, and they're some of the top players that are in the open too. Because I mean, thirty-five as a heavyweight bodybuilder.
2: Kiri Baggio, was a Greek. Didn't he get his pro card? We got a two twelve guy. One, uh, he was Tampa. I'm not two sure. Three, but he got his pro card as a master okay yeah you know you know he's he looked amazing he nearly beat uh kion the show before that i think he got third in the end but i thought i had him because he's quite dense winning and i quite like that look but yeah so I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, there's a few i like, think is it phil Carha. didn't he get his pro card as a master oh,
1: i'm not sure yeah i <laughs> think <laughs> so, i'm just yeah
2: see, i just, see, just support all the old guys yeah. <laughs> i love it <laughs>
0: oh no well that's awesome i think unless gents you have any other questions um
1: no, I don't think too much of Scott's time. Yeah, no. I could keep asking you guys about Kenya bodybuilding and stuff and just uh, bodybuilding over there in general all day long, So, but <laughs> I will stop. I
2: feel <laughs> satisfied.
0: Uh, we can <laughs> we'll have a part two. Yeah, we can have a part two, like, yeah, getting into body, but We should get Wallace on. Like, we've been saying that, the guy who owns the hood gym.
4: Yeah,
3: we could Probably
0: should uh, get him Because, yeah, I can imagine you would it. really enjoy uh, chatting with him yeah, too. Yeah, we um, could
3: organize one. Because we were supposed to get him for an episode, we could could make it...
0: I mean yeah he'd have to do some posing for you so you could just see like his physique is incredible um, and uh, yeah i mean he has his chickens running around the gym that he then eats later yeah. you're kidding me
1: that's amazing
0: <laughs> yeah he, he does it on his ig stories he's like filming the chickens he's like i'll be eating you
2: later
0: like, oh. I eat the eggs. I eat <laughs> All right, um but scott we truly appreciate you coming on that was really interesting and um yeah i really love what you're doing and yeah, hopefully we can kind of follow in your footsteps, the Kenyan yeah. version. Yeah.
4: <laughs> that's yeah. Plan,
1: yeah. Hey, if I can ever say anything to help you guys or anything, just let me know. I'd be, I'd be happy to give you any kind of insights I've picked up. Cause it sounds like you guys are doing a good thing and it, and it sounds like, you know, and that's, that's a great place to be, you know, yeah. to have an audience that, that needs your education and your information and, Uh, I think it's a really good thing that you're doing. So I really, I'm grateful to have been a part of this. Thank
2: you. If We can get you out on the holiday to Kenya. Give Victoria. Yeah.
3: Come walk around with hyenas. eh? (laughs) Uh,
0: Internet, internet has been good so far. Have we frozen? Have we frozen? Um, No, you still there? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) it's our internet. It's unstable. But yeah, Uh, if you ever come out, I think we said the same to Victoria. We would love to have you guys. do some some, uh, training safari it would be awesome
3: that would be amazing thank you
0: all right scott thanks again and yeah enjoy the rest of your week and yeah yeah. thank you so
3: much
1: you got it it was great to meet all you guys thank you